Hey everybody, Andy coming in right before the beginning of the episode yet again. Uh, to let you guys know that it was definitely not me that lost half of my audio, and not me that continually wants to rip my hair out. It's been a long week, guys, but this week, instead of getting the Corpse Bride like we said at the end of last episode, we're actually going to be moving on to the next episode in the series. Um, that is Justice League The Flashpoint Paradox. So, as the time of release, this is included in your HBO Max subscription, if you're part of that, or from Google Play Movies, YouTube, Voodoo, all the usual suspects for a fee, or for free if you feel like committing a crime. Um, who am I to tell you how to live your life? But, sorry guys, we're figuring this all out as we go, but without further ado, please enjoy The Flashpoint Paradox. I am ready in three, two, I'm going without you. Hello and welcome to the Stan vs. Man podcast. I am Andrew Lillard. You just, you, just, you just went without me. And I'm Tyler. You, I heard none of that, but this is Stan vs. Man, the podcast where me and my friend Tyler both talk about movies from our childhood that shaped us, created us, made us into who we are. This week, I chose... Justice League, the Flashpoint Paradox, made 2013 and kicked off the DC animated movie universe. Tyler, what is your history with this movie? So, the first time I watched this movie, I can't recall exactly what was the first Justice League movie I watched post-Flashpoint, but they're, you know, one that really, that keyed me off to watching them. So, probably mid to late high school so probably sophomore to junior year uh i was just really intrigued into it so i booted up flashpoint paradox uh watched it i big flash fan he's probably and i know this isn't an original statement but he's probably my favorite of the dc superheroes um so it was it was just like a no-brainer at the time i was like dude i want more flash you're in good company. Flash is top five superheroes of all time. I'm not giving out the list right now because I can't, I don't feel like coming up with that off the top of my head. But Flash is OG GOAT, in my opinion. So, you had experience with the DC animated movie universe. I am just repeating this because I know it. I've talked to you for way too, much, way too long. Comparatively, these, or Justice League The Flashpoint Paradox, What? where do you think it lies in the DC animated movie universe. So this is the one that kind of kicked it off. For people that don't know, uh, the DC animated movie universe was a movie universe that started in 2013 with the Flashpoint Paradox. It was meant to kind of revitalize or reboot the DC animated movies into the new 52 con continuity, which was their big reboot they did around that time. I'm not sure exactly what year. If, it came, if the DC animated movie universe came a few years after or the same year, or right around the same time as the New 52 launched. Uh, I guess I could have looked that up before the podcast, but that's why we do this shit live. Do it on the fly. There ain't no time to look shit up unless we're already hot on the mic. I can't think about things unless I'm, I'm forced to do it. <laughs> so, this movie kicked off a whole movie universe spawning, let's see, 17 movies? Something like that? Yeah, it has gone on for years probably two or three different releases a year yep 15 movies the first movie came out in 2013 uh two in 2014 two in 2015 so about two a year uh since 2013 and now we're sitting at number 15 for those that don't know justice league dark apocalypse war officially rounded out 
the new 52, the DC animated movie universe. Cut that shit to an end. So I thought it'd be a really good idea to come back and do a little retrospective. I kind of use Justice League the Flashpoint Paradox paradox as a cop-out to talk about the entire DC animated movie universe just because I know those are movies that me and Tyler like very much and we have a pretty good idea around and I just want to make this one a fun one. So where would you rank the Flashpoint Paradox in the DC animated movies that you've seen? So I, I, I honestly have no way to know if this is controversial or not. I would probably put it near the bottom i want to say like probably I, I won't say my least favorite but it's in the bottom five to back that up a little bit first to defend the movie in no way is this related to like the general feeling i think most people get when they first see a flashpoint story and for me I, this is by far not the first time i've read flashpoint in the comics, I've seen it in the uh, live-action TV show with Grant Gustin. Of course, I've seen the Flashpoint movie a few times. Um, but it's not due to the fact that it's like, you kind of feel weird whenever you watch Barry, especially if you're seeing it knowing how like good of a hero he is. And you go, that dude, like everything is okay. But then you just get this one little voice in the back of your head, which goes, yeah, but what if we changed all? Which, extremely relatable. But some of my issues that kind of put it in that bottom area for me is the character designs are a little bit rough. Uh, sometimes I feel like you get you get too much stuff that just kind of happens. Like, you know, when, when you start off, it's like, Barry Allen, don't you get too far away? It's like, okay, well, now we know who the character is in case we weren't sure. Uh, and then just like, <laughs> I feel like in this movie specifically, which I don't remember but of course i haven't recently viewed every single dc current uh animated movie i feel like a lot of stuff it just happens no i totally got that opinion like whenever (laughs) they the whole the whole the the movie opens up with them trying to establish barry and his mom's relationship as like this nice healthy beautiful thing you know something you wouldn't want to lose in the next scene I don't know why you're bringing that up, but yeah, no, they they made that whole big long opening scene of him and his mom breaking down. Whenever they, if you watch the movie, they broke down a half a mile away from a gas. Like they were within like walking <laughs> distance of a gas station. His mom just gives up. She's like, <laughs> "I can't do it, man. I'm so sorry." When the I'm next trucker comes shit. around, you look away, honey, because we're getting a ride out of here one way or another. Oh, Jesus. Look, the DC is not afraid. The DC? DC is not afraid to go to dark areas. And if if Barry's mom needs to... <laughs> well, I'm not finishing that. I respect the woman too much. Anyway. No, yeah, I totally agree. I get what you're saying. Like, it, a little skipping a little bit further into the movie, they just kind of tried to shoehorn as many characters, I feel, into this movie as possible under various different, like names or like appearances like if you watch uh, a lot of the scenes with aquaman you see all the different aqua lads and the whole the whole aqua family they don't say anything they're not impactful on the story at all they just kind of throw them in there to fill the gaps and like fill the space um i don't know if you remember the hal jordan bit where just to progress the story it's like a three minute scene where they introduce hal jordan have him fly um 
quick DC fact check me. What was the name of Hal jo- the fir- the Green Lantern before Hal Jordan? Uh, it wasn't Kyle. No, it's not Kyle Rayner. <laughs> oh, it was something weird. Abin Sewer, that's his name. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they show off Abin Sewer in the like their like weird cryopod. And then Hal Jordan gets into his spaceship, flies off, and dies. Yep. And there's a three-minute scene where you get introed and exited Hal Jordan. And it hadn't. there was no reason for that scene to be in there. It didn't progress the story at all. Didn't progress the plot. Didn't do anything besides just show off Hal Jordan. And I feel like they try to shoehorn as many of those little tiny references in this movie as possible. Yeah, and it's also like... I, I think a really good way to potentially tackle it is is because before he even does the flash point, you know, like runs back to change uh, time, he's in his museum and these villains come and then all the superheroes we see later in the movie just also happen to be there. Well, okay, just to remind you what they we, look like. Yeah, technically we don't see Batman, but, you know, we see his dad. But yeah, everybody that was there uh, shows up. Hey, what's up, guy? The, the whole gang is here. And then... I think it would have been better if we saw a few and like the rest were hinted at uh, both before Flashpoint and after, but we focused on like a few people doing a big change. Like I think the Aquaman and Wonder Woman thing could have stayed. And then of course the Batman thing, I think it's one of the best ways to introduce an alternate Batman. I think you need to focus in on it more because then it just feels like, oh, everybody's life changes and a lot of people died. That's crazy. Instead of, wow, I cannot believe that, like, Hal Jordan is actually, like, you know, maybe he flunks out and now he's, like, on the street and is, like, a drug addict. And it's like, wow, because he didn't have the perfect situation to become the superhero he became, his life just spiraled down like crazy. Who is? Uh, no, if if that had happened for Hal Jordan. Like, oh, instead okay. of just, I was... Yeah, instead of just, like, whatever happens with him, like, maybe it's hinted that that's what happens instead instead of here's how jordan he's dead <laughs> congratulations you watched him just kamikaze he's a good guy but yeah he's not he's not in this movie very long if you're a green lantern fan which all four of you i'm sorry it's just got it's it's just how it is one of them is in this room so the other three if you want to hit me up uh you know just uh i'll link my email down in the down in the description uh and That'll give me time to think of a jokey email. We kid, we kid. But yeah, other other than that, they did try to shoehorn, shoehorn, which I get it. They need it's the opening, is the intro to this new animated movie universe that they wanted to. They didn't want to rival anybody. They they were trying to create their own little thing, but they were trying to. Oh, what's the right word? They were trying to like spearhead a new movement, and I. On a whole, the DC animated movie universe is terrific. Like, yeah, it's one of the best movie universes I've ever I've watched or heard of. I mean, I've, there's not very many of them. I've always believed that, like, it, it's been such a back and forth. Like, I think Marvel is, and many people think it's not original, killing it with their uh, movies, and then DC seems to be matching them with their animated movies. And then, you know, the mm-hmm. Marvel animated movies are just okay. There's some that are good. Uh, and then I've always felt the same. Like, DC also usually has strong starts for their TV shows. Although, God, can I not watch The Flash in its current form? But we could make a whole <laughs> reoccurring podcast with that. And when the day comes, I got another Tyler to join on that. And God, will it be confusing. 
you know, I've always felt like this this DC animated universe was really, really good. And there there are quite a few positives that I could give this movie too. Like I think that all of the Flash characters, so Flash himself, uh, Zoom, um, you know, they have great designs. I love the scene when Barry is trying to get his speed back. Like you just see him destroyed, but he has the conviction. He's like, I know the only way life is going to be right is if you strike me with that lightning bolt again, dog. Like, come on. Hell no. Fuck that. I hated that scene. Dude, it is like, it's, it feels weird, but it's also like, I love the conviction that he has where he's like, yeah, either kill me or you will probably all suffer anyways. That scene was like, I, that scene wasn't bad. It was just, I, I don't know. I get, I get what they were going for, but it just seemed really out of character for Thomas Wayne of what little we see of him, like little character progression we see of him through this movie. It's just funny seeing Thomas Wayne like, yeah, fuck it, I'll zap you again. The fucking shit, go for it, dude. dude. Again. Like, you know who my son is? I buh. He's just so nonchalant. Like he goes from Thomas Wayne, this brutal killing version of Batman, with arguably a better version of Joker. Don't at me. And then he's just like, yeah, fuck it. I, there's this blonde dude in my bat in my bat cave that nobody's ever been in. I just fuck it. That's my that's my other, and I, I feel bad to say this is like probably one of my last praises for the movie. I think is is he still called Batman? Batman's dad yeah. is now okay. Um, I think that that is a really good idea that sadly just didn't get the runtime it needed. Like having, and I, I think this is what it was having his mom turn into Joker because of the murder. That's like, I think that's really fucking cool. And then, you know, yeah. he just naturally becomes Batman. It's awesome. I just wish that they showed us more. <laughs> That's fair. That's entirely fair. I I this uh I don't know if I'm just looking at this movie with rose colored glasses, but damn, I really love this movie still. I think my only other big issue, but it, it's also kind of a testament to the reboot they did, and I can't tell if, if this is what they meant to do. I think when I look like one issue I had watching this movie was looking at the characters. Uh, I felt that the Flash was, like, super well-designed. I think he looked great. I think all the new characters, like the new Batman and then the new, like, malnourished, please give me a sandwich Superman, looked really cool. But then everybody else that showed up, I was like, I don't really like the way they look. Like, I don't know if you caught it, and I should have taken a screenshot, but the first time Superman flies in when they're in that museum scene... Maybe it was just the compression. Wide boy. Yeah, he's a wide boy. And then at the same time, <laughs> before he settles down, his eyes on my video were like super, super tiny. And, you know, it, it could be completely a compression thing. But I was like, how can you be so wide but have the smallest eyes I've ever fucking seen on a person? Nah, dude, him and Aquaman in that first scene are absolute fucking units. They are wide boys. But then I feel like I love they it. kill it. Like, as soon as we get into the fully rebooted universe, I think all of the characters look fucking phenomenal. Like, I'm going to go back to that first scene real quick. Can we just talk about how amazing Superman is in all of this? Like, he doesn't give a shit. Everybody else is freaking out trying to... Uh, the movie opens up with, I don't know, yada yada. Zoom is back. He's strapped bombs to all these uh, rogues gallery villains. And that's the intro to the movie. 
I just loved everybody's approach. Like Batman and Green Lantern, they both fly out into space, and Batman like carefully dissect, like dissects the uh, bomb on his belt. Uh, Wonder Woman freezes with Captain Cold, freezes the bomb with Captain Cold's gun, and then like launches it, yeets it into the atmosphere. But then Superman just kind of like holds it. He's like, I love that approach. Like. There, nothing, nothing fancy, nothing special. He's just like, yeah, why wouldn't I just hold this? This is nothing to me. It's like he's going to walk up to someone else and then go, hey, I got something in my hand, and then just like let the smoke barrel out at them. It was a good way of, <clears throat> I mean, again, assuming they kind of had to make these movies as, in, this movie as an intro to the entirety of the DC universe to somebody that it was just going to, I've never, I've never read a comic book. I've never seen a live action movie. I'm just going to watch these animated movies because whatever. And so it did kind of a good job of putting Superman up on this pedestal of this of he's almost a plot device in this movie. Because if you notice, everything gets way easier at the end whenever whenever they finally have that one key in Superman. Yeah. As soon as like, okay, perfect. We've got Superman. Let's let's go. Movie over, right? It's not full Justice League, like the live-action Justice League movie, bad. And trust me, that's bad. We can talk about that movie another day, whenever I'm a little bit less sober. But it's not quite that levels. But they make a very good way of explaining why Superman wasn't in this movie to begin with. Explaining why he's such like a powerhouse at the end. I don't know, I liked Superman in this movie, even though you only see him for ten, like five minutes at most but during that time like even regardless of the fact that he's super skinny at the end you fucking see him (laughs) you see him do not adjust your tv somebody drew this and went that's superman and it is but (laughs) i also love while we're speaking of character designs i also love that apparently in this universe whenever like in the normal universe cyborg regular sized human he's like 62 63 maybe he's tall but for some reason in new 52 universe cyborg is 9 feet tall and batman has to crane his neck to look up at god himself cyborg cyborg is a fucking long ass boy like he just shows up and he seems like he seems like the one character who's got like everything together and he's just like dealing with all of these people. Yeah, he's just like he's the one guy that you see in the oh, he's the one guy you see in the horror movies who's like, why are we not doing this? Batman, why don't you want to help? It's literally the only way we're going to win this. Nah, I'm good. Why? Nah, man. <laughs> like, look, I'm just upset. All right. This dude, you will not believe the morning the night I've had. It's like, it's just so relatable. We he, we show up, we get to the new timeline, and then the first thing we see of Cyborg is him getting laid off. It's just like, yeah, we don't need you right now. And it's like, okay, cool. Uh, speaking, of current, speaking of current events, I love uh, whenever Barry blue skadoos into the new 52 and he sees his mom, like, for the first time. And, the first, like, one of the first lines out of her uh, mouth was... It's my birthday, and we're going out to dinner. The end of the world can't stop that. And I just <laughs> wanted to take a, I just wanted to take a step back and give our man the DC animated movie universe a round of applause for knowing how to treat a pandemic. Yep, they were fucking. They took dialogue that 
someone has probably said in my local area and they're like yeah let's just put this in this movie like fucking this is how people are gonna react and guess what they were right (laughs) and the world can't stop this someone said they can argue with my writing but when the next pandemic comes around people are gonna fucking cling on to this line so you explains the lighter notes but you've hinted at darker notes at this movie what didn't you like about this movie yeah, I think it's, and it's it's only like maybe maybe when my first viewing had happened, I was just kind of like, oh, this is great, this is so cool, I love having more of this content. But now, especially because I just compare it to the other stuff, and I guess I'm too analytical in that mind, it's it's really hard to look at, you know, everyone that's not the Flash because I feel like their design just looks so weird and outdated, like. Batman kind of holds true for me. Green Arrow for the most... Or not Green Arrow. Uh, Green Lantern holds true for the most part. I think he he seems pretty on the nose with what they kind of portray him as now. But everybody else, I'm like, you're kind of hard to look at. There's some scenes where I would see Wonder Woman's face and it looks like... It's like so pointy sometimes. And I th- I think it helps. Like, this isn't meant... You know, you don't... You're not taking this like, oh God, this is what it's going to be. It really helps this stylistic change they do when they get to the new canon, it, it helps you understand, like, okay, everything has changed. But then I also... It really bums me out that, like, I I think that the 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 Atlantis versus Amazonian War is cool, like, at face value. But then I watch it, and I'm like, am I missing something? Am I just, yeah. like, an emotionless, stupid human being? It's fine. Go ahead and tell me that in the comments. Just make sure you fucking subscribe to the podcast when you do. I so what are you talking about in just the motivations behind it or the actual like science like the animation side of it? Because I can both either defend or kind of agree with you on either one. My biggest issue, because I think really most of my animation issues are just like model wise, uh, and the rest of the movie. It's not, like, I don't think it's the worst. I think it's okay. I think the speedster battle, and I know I'm not fully focusing at the moment on the topic I just brought up. I think the speedster battle that happens at the end is a little messy. I really just kind of get confused, and maybe I didn't pay enough attention, but so when they begin it, the whole feud happens because they, like, make a peace treaty, and then Aquaman sleeps with Wonder Woman, and then Wonder yeah. Woman, the wife sees, and Wonder Woman goes, yeah, bro, I could just chop off her head and we could stay together forever, right? Like, I just fucking de- 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 decapitate the bitch. And I think it... I, Yeah, whatever you explain it like that, it does sound a little... And that's not... It does sound pretty shit. That's not giving it the best life, but that's kind of... That's how it sticks out in my head, is it feels like we got to that point, and I know that they're beefing, but it's just like, man, why... Why did we get here so quickly and of course we're coming in at the tail end of what is supposed to be a history in this instance i wanted just a little bit more of telling and not just all showing right yeah they they explained it away as whenever flash went back in time to save his mother uh there was a ripple in the time stream yada 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 really it's just a kind of a lazy way of them explaining why they're rebooting the all of the animated movies up till this point and I'll, I'll I'll agree with that with you that on that it was kind of a cheap way of them introducing it, but I re, I under I understand why they needed to, you know. Yeah. But 
at the same time, I don't know. I kind I liked the like alternate universe. I I appreciated it. I'll say that there were some stuff that I thought could have been a little done a little bit better, like the timeline wise. Um, like some parts of the movie just felt like they flew past way too quickly. Like I was talking about that Hal Jordan bit. It was like three minutes of Hal Jordan. He didn't need to be in this movie. I don't even know if he was voice acted or no, he was. Yeah, that's my bad. But yeah, he was just in it for like three minutes. That's all you got of him. So I wish they would have like elaborated on some certain characters and then maybe taken away some of the attention from others. Like you didn't have to explain to me what every single character in the DC universe is doing at this exact moment. Like some, I can just fill in the gaps. Like some people died. Some people are just off on their own. It's fine. It's only an hour and a half movie, but yeah, I do see what you're saying. And something I find extremely criminal. So they, you know, someone was sitting there casting these characters and they go, Hey, Michael B. Jordan, do you want to be the voice of cyborg? And Michael B. Jordan goes, cool. You know, maybe he's like, Oh, I love cyborg. That'd be awesome. And they get him in the booth, and then they decide to, like, do some auto-tuning over his, like, they give a robot ear sound effect as well when he's speaking. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why why do you get this overall really great guy? And then be like, all right, cover him up with just a little bit of robot. Eh, that's, that's been a staple for Cyborg for a few years, so I'll, I'll give him the pass on that. But yeah, Michael, Michael B. Jordan is an amazing actor. This is, like, kind of just like a an occasional issue I have with some flashpoints. So I wouldn't really knock this movie on it specifically, but I guess I I'm always just confused. And like, I'm like, please, please put on the brakes whenever it's like flashpoint happens. And then we're immediately at this like horrible world. It's like, these people are about to kill everybody and everything is destroyed. And I'm just, I always want to see a little bit more buildup where it's like, Oh, this is how this all happened. Or, you know, like, like maybe he, Barry lives in this false reality for a little while. And then all of a sudden things really kick off, like get a small montage of him enjoying it and being really vain. And then it's like, nah, dude, while you were doing that, like these people were going crazy, but you never checked on them partially because maybe, you know, because of his actions, he forgot about it. Uh, or because he was just like caught up in it. Yeah. Yeah, that might have been the way to go for a different movie. But time is like the big thing. It's like it's like an hour and 30 minutes maybe. Yeah, it's about an hour and a half. If they're making this into like a limited series, you know, like a four or five episode miniseries, then I would really like to see a little bit more backstory. But then you're going against the comic. So then you would have those fans going against the other fans and then all just fandom hell. I don't like being a part of fandom hell. That's how I got into feet. That's uh, that's how a lot of people got into feet uh, and sounding. Uh, go ahead and look that one up at home, kids. I don't really want to remember everything that happens with sounding. We remember high school with a passion. But yeah, Flashpoint Paradox. Did you see Justice League War after this? Not not I did not watch, now not but, now but uh yeah I believe it was either war or it was um and I've got the list of all movies here I believe it was either war or potentially the Batman Bad Blood that that started me and then I went back mm-hmm. to watch Flashpoint and then from there I kind of roughly went in canonical order 
Um, I think the most recent one that I caught was Justice League Dark. And oh, then wow. I still... Er, that was 2017. Uh, vamp, vamp, vamp. Uh, uh, DC animated movies, good. Uh... No, how are you reading my Google searches? <laughs> but no, Justice League War um, is the next movie in the series that I th- I was just going to ask you if you thought that... What what were your opinions on the New 52? Because I know you're a comic book fan. Did you read a lot of the comic books leading up to New 52 and into New 52? Or were you... Because now we're done with New 52, even the comics now. We're on to past Rebirth at this point. Um, they just finished up the Doomsday Clock uh, story arc in DC Comics. Not just, it's been a few months, what am I talking about? But, did you? what were your thoughts on the DC or New 52 in general? Did you like the reboot? Did you think that... Because I know it was a very kind of split decision on the fans whether or not the New 52 was really necessary or if they just needed to get better storytellers, for lack of a better phrase, if they just needed to get more creative writers involved. But DC decided to go with a full-on, full-blown reboot. So, and I also did get uh, a better answer for you, because I think before we recorded, I fucking doxed myself. Reign of Superman was the last animated movie I saw. Now, in reference to The New 52... Overall, so my main way of consuming this content has been through like YouTubers who will like narrate over the dial uh, like over the comic books. Uh, just comics explained. Yep, because just at the time I didn't have a good way that I could actively read, and like I I have bad attention span, so it's hard for me to keep track of things uh, or to sit and you know watch uh, stuff for that long. But a lot of those ones that I was watching was like when it was going on new 52 stuff um i think overall i really liked it and i don't know if this is if this is like faux pas for people but i really like reboots especially when they're done well because i think it's a great way to like you were saying kind of like cop out and get better writers without you know having to like tonally shift a series that's already going uh and it's a great way to change designs which i think is the the biggest thing that they have to do is like we need to switch this and i think especially when i compare it to like marvel when they like rebooted everything and and from for a time marvel was like we're gonna do this but your characters are gonna change drastically and we're gonna like like a like oh you know we've got iron heart now and then it's like we're gonna run with that i like right will change and we'll start with the same character and then potentially deviate from there. Maybe it'll be the way we've already done, like with Kid Flash taking over, and now you've got him being the main Flash, uh, or you know potentially introducing new characters. You know, like was it was it in the the the, the new Fifty Two when they made uh, Damian Wayne officially his son, or has he been has he been his son for longer, but it just got more fleshed out in the new Fifty Two? I don't remember exactly. I couldn't really tell. I'm not sure if he was a New 52. No, no. He's been first appearance as an infant, son of the demon in Batman 1987. Okay, so that that's just my... Maybe? That's just my lack, potentially, of the I don't comics know. I don't... before then. You told me to vamp earlier. Vamp. I'm going to figure this out. So today I was I was walking through the store, and I was like, come on, lady, get out of my way. 
And, uh, you know, then, then I was like, man, this chick isn't going to move herself. So I just walked up and I grabbed the handles on her wheelchair and I just, fuck, I yeeted her on out. Uh, and then I, no, I purchased my Twinkies and, uh, you know, like an American, uh, I'm snacking away cause I think Twinkies are really good. Do I need to vamp for longer? Cause I can keep going. I, I, I said it was 1980. The character, like as Bat- Batman having a son, uh, between Ch- uh, Talia al Ghul and Br- Bruce Wayne has been a concept, it seems since 1987. But it's showing on Wikipedia, so unfiltered, I'm not sure. Um, he made his first appearance as Damian Wayne as like a, like Robin in 2006. So okay. still before New 52. Okay. So, but overall, I would say I'm a big fan of uh, New 52. Now, you know, if I, if I had to, to put myself in the spectrum, I mean, I'm probably halfway between... I just watch because I think these superheroes are cool and then comic fan, which is, you know, really judged by the fact that the way I consume that media is just watching a lot of videos and occasionally reading some comic books. On unrelated note, DC Universe is dope. You all should be reading Scooby Apocalypse right now. And uh, all of your favorite DC comics you can read on there. Uh, Yo, we're looking for sponsors. (laughs) But no, it's... Honest Honestly, it is like when you need it, when you want to watch the stuff on there, it's really surprising every time that I that I use it. Like, oh, I can get a lot of stuff here. It's it's an interesting one for me. You got to be a really big DC fan, and I'm more of a Marvel fan mm-hmm. in general. Again, comics are comics. I'm a fan of comics, but I never really found too much like. Whenever, like you said, it's really good and handy whenever you want to watch a DC movie or if you want to watch Doom Patrol or Stargirl or Titans or whatever, uh, the DC Universe specifics. As just like keeping as a recurring subscription, I just don't know if it's worth it at this point. Yeah, I usually end up like what I'm doing now because they have the Harley Quinn show. Uh, I watched the first two episodes while I was doing my trial. Uh, It just happened that those were the only two at the time. Um, And then I watched a few movies and I was like, Cool. I'll probably wait four, five months, do a few months of subscription, binge through everything, and then just flip-flop the same way. Whereas I feel like the the reason I haven't done Disney Plus yet is I can see myself using that for a little bit, even though I wish that, that they had like a few more things expanded. But something like that, I can see myself going back to a lot. Yeah, Whereas it's like I, go to- I sit here on the DC Universe and I'm like, Okay, I'll come back in a few months to get it done. I go to Disney Plus far too much for any sane human being. So what are your thoughts on the New 52? Um, I will agree with you. I prefer a complete reboot of the character, or like complete redux of a universe more than just a character like uh, the Ironheart or Lady Thor. Um, I thought those were good characters in and of themselves. I just thought it was a little bit not lazy. It was just... They, I like Thor. I don't like Lady Thor, you know? Yeah, it's a hard sell to be like, this is your character for... And even even outside of that, I mean, multiple versions of a different character is a thing. Like, I know there's multiple, there's tons of Ghost Riders and Blue Beetles and Green Lanterns. Yeah, tons of people get the Flash moniker, the Spider-Man moniker. Right, but just... Each one to completely take up the new reigns rather than being a new character, I always just think would be a much more interesting character on their own 
and then working alongside with the character they replace. You know what I mean? Eventually, I came back around on Superior Spider-Man, but whenever that first started coming out and Dr. Octavius was in Peter Parker's body, I didn't like it at first, but I it ended up growing on me. I liked what they did with the character near the end, but we're talking DC on this podcast. God dang it. The New 52, I thought, was handled a little bit better than what I've seen in the past. And I don't know exactly what I mean by that, but basically what I'm trying to say is I liked the New 52. Yeah, I think it's I think it's uh, a really good way to go about things. I I prefer Rebirth if just in terms of uh the different DC universe timelines, I prefer Rebirth just because I I really liked what they did with the uh year of the villain events surrounding around Rebirth and the Doomsday Clock um with Perpetua and all that. I really liked what they did with all those characters. Not Perpetua. Dr. Manhattan. Perpetua is another DC uh, villain. I really liked what they did with Rebirth more than New 52, but I would still venture to say I like New 52 better than uh, Pre-Crisis. Like, Pre-Crisis on Infinite Earth is a, is a just jumble fuck mess. Like, <laughs> I think the New 52 was bet was necessary at the time because the whole reason they did it was that the timelines and what was canon and what wasn't was getting muddy. Like, there was just 30, 40 years of just shit piled on top of each other. Yeah. And so it needed it needed some cleanup. Did I think it needed to happen all at once, all like that? No. Was I happy with the result? I mean, kind of. Yeah, because it is really hard because, you know, like you're saying, with 30, 40 plus years of a character that, like, you just continue to build on it's like who who stays the same age the timeline in the comics is always like concurrent with current timeline so if i'm reading a comic that was made in 1988 chances are it's set in 1988 but then that character is the same exact age in a care in a comic that's set in 1994 you know yeah and it's like that i could have picked a different i could have picked much larger age gaps than that but you know what i mean I think it was it was a really good. It was just call. a whole lot of like, yeah. It was just a whole lot of like stamping on top of each other. There's probably a little kind of what we're more. doing right now. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Talk. Discord is hard out here Fuck. for us. I hate it. There's like a two. There's just enough of a two second delay on Discord for me to be like starting a, a sentence, and then have to like we both stop at the exact same time. But go on, Tyler Hackerot. I think I think you know, especially as they they try it more, it'll get better. One thing that was really helpful, I feel like, for the re the any of the refreshes that they've done is whenever Marvel tried to do it, sometimes they would just like fall flat on their face, and then it would be like, "Oh, this is great! I love DC. You guys are so good at this." <laughs> but you know, as far as as far as the movie, so how many how many Flashpoint iterations have you watched or read or seen? How many have there been? Uh, I think we're I think we're just at like the the four different like the comics. We've got this movie. I don't know if you've seen the Flashpoint that was in the TV show or not. Oh, like that. Yeah. Okay. And then the newest Justice League movie is supposed to center around Flashpoint, isn't it? The live action one. Okay. No, I've seen. I mean, I've read. I read the comics, the Flashpoint comic. I read or I watched this. Obviously, I 
I read the Wikia of the Flash TV show. I'm not a big fan of that show nowadays. I couldn't watch anything past season two, dude. And I thought, I, I think I stopped where I needed to. Uh, you did. I honestly say if you can slum it through season three and like end on there. Is three worth it? No, okay. it's not worth it. But Oh, it's not? I think it's a good way to end and go, this sucks. Oh, just the closure of, all right, done. Yeah, it's, I, I think the 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 final like few episodes they do in three gave me the most like genuine emotion at the end of season three but then it was just riddled with like some of the reasons that you more than likely stopped watching at season two uh, i think season one honestly if if you can stop yourself from trying to explore season two is the best way to experience that show i don't know about i i like season two i like season two for a completely different way like for a completely different reason than i like season one. season one was a lot of just like general wholesome character and world building um i was watching supergirl and arrow not super supergirl wasn't around at that time was it i don't think it was but i was watching arrow at the time like concurrently with it and i really liked what they were doing with zoom um in flash season two season three though i bought uh, i take that i watched like half of season three that's the one whenever their daughter comes back from oh yeah spoilers for the flash season's all of them, I guess, because we're just... This is a spoiler cast. I should probably put a spoiler warning at the very beginning, shouldn't I? No. They 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 knew what they were getting into. Did they really? No. But I don't care. No. <laughs> but I watched, like, half of season two, and it just... I couldn't, fin- like, I couldn't finish it. I don't know how season two ends. Like, Malfoy just was the best part of that season. That's yep. all I can remember. And then he did the smart decision like other people have done, and he was like... I'm going to go find another show to be on. I'm in it for my one season and I'm out. He's like the ninth doctor. (laughs) You know, he's uh, just Christopher Eccleston. I got to go. He gets his, it's one and done man. And he's, he set his mark and that's all he needed. Hey guys, I had a lot of fun. So yeah, that's the, that's the only flashpoint versions I've seen. I think, I think the movie, would you rank this on flashpoint iterations? I think it's probably, uh, and I'll just compare it between like, the main, the comics, that TV show, and then this. I would say this is my second favorite overall. The comics, the comics first being and first, and the TV, TV yeah. being last, because that's pretty. That's a pretty gimme. To kind of like ranking, it's yeah. also really cool because to to kind of spoil something that happens later in the Suicide Squad movie. So you know, at the end of the at the end of the movie, when they shoot Zoom through the head, Batman does. I really like that from that moment all the way up until you see him in that Suicide Squad movie, Zoom has been living in this, like, eternal hell. And it's not like, like, that didn't get reset. Yeah. Which I'm like, that's so cool. Like, hell yeah. All yeah, right, dude. let's keep him to it. Yeah, and that's the thing. This movie sets up. the. It's literally the very beginning of a whole new continuity of movies and a whole new, like, Justice League War, the next movie in the series, literally is them forming the justice league fighting against dark side yeah and it's like you go to all these people who of course they knew of each other batman more knew more pretty much anybody but it's like they're all fresh faces at this point and i don't remember i should watch war again to see if if flash starts that movie going fuck i gotta play it cool pretend i didn't do anything (laughs) i'm the fastest man alive but you know i mean i think it's i think it's a it's a strong start to the new universe that they set up. 
there's some small things that I can nitpick, but it's it's easy to nitpick pretty much every day. Overall, I can't say I hated it though. You know, it's it seemed good enough when when I had you know before I saw it, but I was like, oh, I really like the DC universe, the animated universe right now. It was good enough then for me to go, yeah, this is great. And it's still when I watched it last night, I was like, I have no issues with this movie. I think it's well, okay. Well, this movie doesn't. This movie doesn't infuriate <laughs> me. I'm like, there are of course problems, but it's from 2013. Overall, it's not offensive. It's not like it shat on everything that DC was meant to be, and I, I think it helps that it's in that flashpoint context, so you know everything is gonna they're gonna hit the reset button. Right. They kind of did the. It's. It's kind of akin to what I feel they did with the like the Avengers movie. Um, basically, the first Avengers movie is just Thor. It's just a Thor movie. Yeah, all it is is Loki coming back and then Thor having to deal with all of his bullshit. And then this movie is a Justice League movie on paper, but it's really just a Flash movie. So if you were looking to get any other sort of like story from this other than Flash, good boy... Well, one, stop listening to this podcast, because if you haven't seen this movie, the fuck, dude. Yes. Also, this ain't the movie for you, dog. Like you, look, you don't have to watch the movie before you come here, but we do give you the ability to know this is the next movie. So you either come in and you play the role of a man who's never seen it, or you come in as a Stan. So I'm obligated to say Stan versus man once on an episode. Well, it came in a great time. We are fifty minutes in. Tyler, what do you what what you what you think? What? So did I? I know you've been a fan of the DC animated movie universe. I need to say that at least fourteen times this episode. Apparently, DC animated movie universe. I know you're a fan of it. Um, and I knew you were a fan of this movie going into it. Would you say you stand it, or are you still just a man? Yeah, I came in. So when we talked about this last week, I was like. This is going to be a double stand episode. This will be a great way to test it out. I feel like I'm a little bit more man at the end, though. You man it up. Yeah, my That's memory fair. was my memory was more pristine, or I guess more rose colored. Uh, but I, I fall more under the man just because of, I guess, me being a critical dumbass uh, and ruining the movie for myself. In the same way, <laughs> Andrew, I feel like you were also kind of with me in in the stand uh, before we came in. How do you feel? on the movie i fucking love this movie dude <laughs> i still i still stay in the hell i'm probably gonna watch this after we're done recording this podcast as well as probably the rest of the dc animated movie universe because it is all out now like i said justice league dark apocalypse war that came out earlier this year completely ended the dc animated movie universe in the new 52 continuity at least there's gonna be more dc animated movies at some point but they'll be under you know, but a new this brings archetype. an end to the new 52. Yep. And so I think, man, I really like this movie, even still to this day, even going back and having watched. I haven't seen every single movie. I'll be honest. I've seen maybe eight of them, maybe eight to ten of them in the animated movie universe. See one more time. I got to say it. But I thought this movie was a great starting point. I thought it was like a great point to kind of kick off. Uh, this whole series and then going back and watching it with the context of the rest. I, ah, man, 
I still really stay in this movie. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to say it. The the implications of what this movie did going forward really, really, really help it to be a good movie and a great start. Preach, sister. I think, uh, look, you said you'll be watching Flashpoint. I know today, because we watched this, I will be watching, uh, I'll probably actually finish all the movies I haven't seen. So Batman Hush, Wonder Woman Bloodlines, and Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Ooh, I mean, I didn't even hear about Bloodlines. Yeah, I uh, feel like I remember it, but I cannot tell you what it's going to be about. But Batman Hush I was excited about, and that's just me being lazy, not checking it out. Oh, I love Batman Hush. You need, you'll need, you enjoy that one. But before you watch that movie, Tyler, what movie are you going to be standing next week that we need to let all of our audience know about? And me. I legitimately don't hear about these before. We don't tell each other the movies before we announce it on the podcast. So, Tyler, break the news. Break my heart. And uh, half the time, uh, we don't remember to research that before we get in here. Fuck. Uh, give me a second. Cut. Let me go to Netflix real quick. We'll be right back. Andrew, next week we will be watching Yes Man starring Jim Carrey and Zoe Deschanel. You didn't let me put in the drum roll. Rum draw Andy, please. Thank you all once again for listening. This has been Stan vs. Band. Make sure before next week you do listen or what listen. You can listen to Yes Man if you want. Just fucking turn it on the speakers in the other room and just have a blast. But I will be watching Yes Man. It is available on Netflix uh, with your subscription. You can also Give catch it on justice. Amazon Prime, Vudu, Google Play, YouTube, and iTunes for 99 cents. And this is why I'm going to kiss you after all this COVID nonsense is over. Anyway, thank you all. I hope you had a wonderful time. I have been Andrew. And I have been Tyler. And this has been Stan vs. Man. Make sure to rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Zoom. I don't know if they have one. Zoom? Uh, Zoom. The mail into your senders. Stay safe, wash your hands, uh, kiss your dad square on the lips. That's my bim bam, sorry. Um, yeah, hope you all have a wonderful time. Bye bye